Yep, it's Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Glad you're here on a Sunday. Hope you're staying healthy, staying safe, wearing the mask, social separating, the whole thing through the holidays. Got to do it. We just got to take care of this COVID. So thanks for, for what you do. And joining us today is Coco Christie, the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund Executive Director. Coco, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? We're doing good. We're doing fine. I love your name. Coco Christie is absolutely the best name I've ever heard. Thanks. It's actually Chris. Chris. Oh, see, that's probably why it's special. Now I've given you a new name. So it's Coco Christ. Thank you for clarifying that. Sorry I messed it up. So before we talk about what's going on with the Preservation Fund, let's first of all talk about what's going on at the governor's residence. You're there. I've been there. I've emceed events there. But what's going on now? Oh, my gosh. Well, not a whole lot. (laughs) We have some preservation projects happening right now. We're restoring the perimeter um, fence of the residence and doing some interior garden work and pathway lighting. Um, We also just painted the main floor and redid the hardwood floors. So, you know, even though we're not able to invite the public in right now, we're trying to make the best use of the time and get some good work in. Well, I hope people, whether you're new to Denver or Colorado or not, you have to take a look at this residence. It's it's historic, isn't it, Coco? It really is. I, it's stunning, and typically we welcome over 5,000 people in for free public programming, um, for public tours, holiday tours, and education programming. But this year we haven't really been able to do anything, so fingers crossed by next year we will. Does Governor Polis live there? He does not live there. He chose to live in his family home. He has small children, and they wanted to remain in their neighborhood, close to family, and where their children attend school. So he uses it for functions, meetings, press conferences, um, nearly every day on a regular year. Sure. Um, but right now he's he's using the carriage house for press conferences, and, you know, it still gets, still gets some use. Sure, I'm sure it does. How many governors have, do you know, how many governors have actually lived there over the years? You know, since the state um, accepted it as the executive residence, almost every governor has lived here. Wow, that's at fantastic. Some point, yeah, at some point in their term. Maybe not the entire term, sure, but at some sure. point. And let people know where it is, where the residence is, and, and, and why you need a preservation fund. Yeah, so the residence is on the corner of 8th Avenue and Logan Street in downtown Denver, well, Capitol Hill. Um, It was built in 1908 as a residence for the widow and daughter of Denver real estate tycoon Walter Cheeseman. And then in 1923, Clyde Betcher purchased the mansion. But after he and his wife passed, the house was inherited by the Betcher Foundation. And they decided around 1959 that they would like to gift it to the state as an executive residence. So on the very last day of 1959, Governor Stephen McNichols accepted the residence as a new governor's mansion and executive residence. Boy, there's a lot of names you know. Cheeseman, Betcher, Nichols. If you've been around Denver any amount of time, those are names that right. have been around <laughs> for a long time, haven't they? Yeah, they have for <laughs> sure. So... It requires funding, and that's kind of what your job is over there, right, Coco? You, at the governor's residence, you run this fund. How do you raise funds? How does this all work? It's all new to me, and like I said, I've been around Denver for a long time. How does that work? Right. Well, in a typical year, 
we are able to host um, in-person fundraising events. And we also have a commemorative ornament. So we have 12 in a series, and that's one of our largest fundraisers as well. So typically we have eight days of holiday tours, and obviously this year we aren't going to be able to do that. But we're still offering this year's ornament online at coloradoshome.org. Pretty simple. And how does that work? You just order it, pay for it, and you send it out. That's right. I just You go online, and we have a square site. And you choose the ornament you'd like to purchase, and they ship it to you. Can you get the whole series of all 12 ornaments, or is that not available anymore? Oh, you can get the entire series. All oh, 12 are available. That's very cool. Well, yeah. do each ornament, and I've never seen one of these ornaments, does each ornament represent a piece of uh, Colorado history? Well, typically we choose a preservation project that we've completed that year. And focus on that. But this year, we decided to focus on the 100th anniversary of the historic and groundbreaking passage of the 19th Amendment, which guaranteed and protected women's constitutional right to vote. And, you know, Colorado was one of the leading states in that. I don't know if people know that. Molly Brown was a big mm-hmm. leader in that, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. She was. And in 1919, the United States Congress voted in favor of the amendment. So 36 States were needed to to vote in its favor, and on December fifteenth of nineteen twenty, Colorado ratified the amendment. And they were one of the leading states. So they were one of the first states, if I my memory serves me right, to allow women to vote or really be an interest in allowing women to vote. Am I right about that? You are correct. See, I know a little history, and that's uh, <laughs> it was just so curious about Molly Brown because there's so much history behind her that people don't know and what she's done for women and women's rights here in Colorado. She was quite a, quite a lady, quite a lady indeed. So how many avail- ornaments are available now? Is there a limited amount? I mean, do you have enough to get through the holidays? How does that happen? Well, we're nearly sold out of our first production. No, come and, on. Oh, I know. It's okay. I just ordered another run. Oh, good thing. So it's the same company that produces the White House ornaments. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And they're hand-dipped in 24-karat gold. Um, they run for $35 plus shipping. And you can get the whole collection of 12 for $420. That's a nice this little... Year, yeah, this year I think that this ornament um, really is a great gift for the women in your life. Friends, family, daughters. Oh, exactly right. And it, it just, it is, it is historical. It's a piece of Colorado. And if you can hang that special piece, even if you get all 12, you're lucky enough to get all 12 to hang out in your tree. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and actually, in 1893, Colorado women were granted the right to vote here in Colorado. So it was long before the entire United States ratified the amendment. That's the history of Colorado. So where, is there? there's a website. Can you share that website for the ornament? Sure. It's www.coloradoshome.org. And then where do, the, where do the funds go? What what are you doing over there? You mentioned some of the things on the beginning of our little talk here about floorings and stuff like that. Is it like what most people do with their homes? <laughs> Keep them up to date? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the house is 112 years old. So there's constant maintenance. And it's interesting. Um, the maintenance and um, a lot of the preservation work is not paid for by the taxpayers. Oh, interesting. So, mm-hmm, so Jeannie Ritter and Francis Owens created the preservation fund to raise funds for historic preservation, but then also to offer free public programming 
and cultural events. So that's what we raise money for. Um, and like I mentioned, this year we have, haven't really had any opportunity to raise funds. So this is going to be one of our biggest fundraisers. Can people just donate money to the fund without buying an ornament? Of course. Yeah, we're a nonprofit, so everything is 100% tax deductible. And you can do that on the website? You can, yep. There's an option on the Square site to just make a donation. Well, we got Colorado Gives Day coming up. Are you part of that as well? We are going to be part of Colorado Gives Day. And that's a pretty simple way to give. That's a big day in Colorado. Heck, I think they raised $43 million last year in one day for a various long list of charities, all Colorado-based, which I thought was pretty cool. So what do we do about that? Uh, just go to the uh, Colorado Gives Day line and just click it on. Yep, coloradogivesday.org, and then you can choose a nonprofit that you would like to support. That, yeah, it's pretty cool. So what will it be under? The governor's residence? How will that be titled during Colorado Gives Day? It'll be the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund. And it's actually interesting this year. So we received a grant at the end of 2019 to produce a new education website uh-huh. that will have lots of the interaction, interactive features. Um, so it's, it's kind of serendipitous that we were working on this, and it'll be launched by the end of this year. So it follows our education program and the state standards for social studies for third through fifth graders. Really? That's very, mm-hmm. so very cool. So that will by the end of the year. So a lot of our fundraising has gone toward that also. And how will we find that information? Again on the website? Again on the website, www.coloradotome.org. Well, with all the kids that are learning at home now and moms and dads trying to figure life out a little bit, that'll be nice for them to just go to that and share that together. Yes, I have a fourth grader, and oh boy. I guarantee when he starts to study Colorado history, we're going right to this website. We don't have a URL yet for the website, Yeah, um, but that will be on our homepage. And again, it's based for, give the age group again, because I have a first grade teacher. My daughter's a first grade teacher, so she's going to want to use this. What's the age group? You know, it's third through fifth graders. Oh, the little However, young. I think that this is appropriate at any level, if you're interested in Colorado history. Well, and why wouldn't you be? Because our state is so fascinating, and as long as I've lived here, you, you learn like about Molly Brown, which I was talking about. Who knew that? Everybody thinks she was just on the Titanic. Uh, no, mm-hmm. there was a lot more to Molly Brown, I'll tell you that. So, yeah, right. it's, it's kind of cool to read that stuff. So this would be, a, a, for young and old alike, this would be a good thing. So who, by the way, we're talking to Coco Chris, who's the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund Executive Director. That's a mouthful, Coco. That's a big. That's a big title. <laughs> I know we we call it the GRPF for sure. Oh, okay, I, I like that. <laughs> I know I'll call people and say this is Coco from the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund, and it, it is a mouthful. Yeah, well, but it's true, and it, you've deserved this. You deserve a long title. You got a lot of responsibility. So who do, who designs the ornaments? All twelve over the years. Do you design them? You know, we used to have a designer out of Colorado Springs. And um, she retired a few years ago, so it's fallen. It's fallen on me to do the designing. Wow, that's what a that's pressure. <laughs> it is a lot of pressure, but yeah. you know, I mean, who knew that this year we were going to have a female vice president be elected? Well, so, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and this kind of ties in with the ornament this year, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So what ideas have you come up with for the future? What What's going to happen in 2021? Is it going to be COVID-based <laughs> COVID or something? 
I don't know. I don't know either what we're going to do for 2021. I mean, I think this year we really lucked out having a momentous occasion to commemorate. Yes, you did. Um, I don't know what we'll do for 2021. That's a great question. I'm, I don't want to get you too far ahead of yourself, but yeah, there could be there could be a lot of interesting topics for 2020 for something for 2021 as far as an ornament is concerned when you sit down and think about it. And I'd be glad to be on your research board when that comes up. I would love that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> don't put that pressure on me. That's all you. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. So, oh, my gosh. So, anyhow, that it's it's a good thing. It's good money to raise for the governor's mansion. And really, if you've never been down there, when the, when the tours start again, you talk about Colorado history. That mansion is beautiful. It's beautiful. Thanks. I appreciate that. But it still takes a lot of work and fundraising for it to keep it looking as nice and stately as it does. So do you walk around each day and just check the building out to make sure it's okay to your liking? <laughs> you know. I don't know about every day, but but yeah, I mean, I love spending time here and wandering the grounds and, you know, I find a new little artifact or feature in the home that I appreciate every day. Well, here's a pressure question for you, Coco. What's the most interesting thing you've discovered about the residents, the governor's residents, since you've been in this job? Well, I think the most interesting, and this ties along with the ornament, is that for all but one month, the residence has been owned by women. So it was owned by Alice Cheeseman wow. because her husband passed before it was finished. It's true. And then Claude Betcher bought it in 1923, but he gifted it to his wife, Edna. He gave her the, the deed to the home as a gift. Wow. So it's, I mean, it's always been owned by women, aside from one month when Claude Betcher owned it before he gave it to his wife. Now, that is an interesting piece of Colorado history. I knew you'd have something for me if I put you on the spot. Good job. <laughs> so as we wrap up here, Coco, again, the ornaments are available. How do we get an ornament? What's the cost? How does that all work before we say goodbye? The ornaments are available. There are 12 in a series. This year commemorates the 100th anniversary of the women's right to vote. So you could order this year's. You could order the 11 previous years. You go to coloradoshome.org and to the gift shop tab, and then that will take you to our square site, and I will ship the ornament directly to your home. Well, that's a special touch right there. Coco Christ, Governor's Residence Preservation Fund Executive Director, thank you for the time. Keep up the good work over there because it's a beautiful mansion. We're blessed to have it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And happy holidays, kiddo. Stay safe. Hey, you too. That's Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next weekend.